This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. I just got invited to the first wedding of the summer. Yeah. Happens to be a gay wedding. Nice. Very excited to attend. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, you make money while you sleep and... While someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's a thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop we that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. This is Nick. This is Jack. It's Tuesday, T-Boy. Tuesday, October 24th. And today's pod, it is the best one yet. It's a T-Boy, Jack. It's a T-Boy, Nick. It's a total T-Boy. First story for the best show we've ever done. What do we got, man? For our first story, Kim Kardashian is pulling off a simple but great growth hack. Skims isn't just selling underwear to women. It's now selling boxers and briefs to men. For our second story, America's budget deficit has ballooned to $1.7 trillion. Ah, the solution to our debt woes? Make the unpopular popular. For our third and final story, the NBA season tips off tonight, but ticket sales are already up 60%. Because the NBA isn't selling tickets to Portland, it's selling tickets to Poland. It's not selling tickets to New Yorkers. It's selling <laughs> tickets to old Yorkers. That's why Nick's is spelled with a K. <laughs> but Yetis, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories. What a fantastic mix of stories for a T-Boy Tuesday, man. Have you ever been late night swiping on a dating app and thought to yourself, I wonder if my mom would think he's cute. Well, get this. The newest feature from Tinder is exactly that feature. Yeah, like your mom can now pick your dates on Tinder. This new feature is called Tinder Matchmaker. Yeah, it lets an outsider without a Tinder profile choose your next date in your Tinder profile. You can outsource your swiping to your closest loved ones. Like the entire community becomes your Cupid. So if they sound polite, your mom's going to swipe right. Do they dress well? Your dad's going to swipe right. He didn't have a picture of a puppy in his profile? Your entire family is swiping left. Yeah, it's like handing over the keys of your car to your mom. <laughs> yeah, but that car is your entire love life. And it's not just your mom you're giving the keys to. Get this. Apparently, you can invite up to 15 friends to play matchmaker on Tinder. So do you have a roommate who 
thinks you've made all the wrong relationship moves over the years. Uh, let her take over your Tinder. You could even add your boss as your official Tinder matchmaker. If they find a match for you on Tinder, they get a bonus. <laughs> that definitely violates HR. I'd be careful with that one. You may need to talk to Ross and Human Resources. <laughs> yeah, it is. If our ridiculous examples haven't resonated with you, think of this as a Tinder view-only account. But striking up a flirty conversation is up to you. Yeah, it is. We all know dating isn't a solo activity. It's a team sport. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a community to grow up. And it takes 15 non-Tinder users to find true love on your behalf. Let's swipe left on our three stories. Mom approved. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. Start the show. For our first story, Kim Kardashian skims. It's making its biggest pivot yet by adding menswear. And that reveals a fundamental difference between how men and women shop. But yetis, we're going to start by sprinkling on a little context here. We are living in the era of the undergarment. The age of the undies. The underwear economy. What we're talking about is the surge in women's underwear startups that tried to fill the Victoria's Secret void. Victoria's thongopoly ended a couple of years ago. Skims <laughs> pounced on the market opportunity. Did you just say thongopoly? It felt like it was the right thing to say in the business <laughs> setting, Jack. Kim Kardashian Skims is the underwear garment startup that has done this most successfully. They have hit a $4 billion valuation this year, and they said they're planning to IPO someday. Sales jumped 50% so far this year to $750 million. And now Skims is making its biggest expansion yet. They're adding menswear. Kim's is expanding to boxers and briefs. It's like Skim's just added a Y chromosome. Now, the Skim's bodysuits and underwear and loungewear, those are all still targeting women. Sadly, Jack and I cannot really wear a onesie on this show right now from Skim's. But we can try on the cotton tees, the underwear, and the athletic compression gear that they're selling to men now. Start making some cute tops, Kim, and we're there. But Yeti, Skim's faces one major challenge when it comes to selling to men. Yes, it does. This is what Jack and I found fascinating about this story. Conversion friction. Conversion friction. It's harder to convince men to try a new product than it is convincing women. Okay, get this, Yetis. According to data from Jungle Scouts Consumer Surveys, when shopping online, men are twice as likely to buy an existing brand than try a new one. It's not that men are particularly loyal to their brands. It's just that they're lazy. Yeah, that's what we've discovered. It's not loyalty for men. It's laziness for men. Yeah, guys follow the if it ain't broke, don't fix it philosophy of shopping. I mean, Jack, you want to whip up a full disclosure here about what's going on under your armpits over there? When I was 14, I bought Old Spice. I wore it for 20 years. I've only changed deodorants once in my whole life. Jack literally showed up to our dorm in college with the same stick of deodorant he had in middle school. Nick, what smells better than lightning? The answer is nothing. <laughs> it's true. They managed to bottle lightning, Jack. <laughs> I've had the same brand of shirts for the last six years, Jack. And due to that loyalty to their existing product or just unwillingness to change products... 
It's going to be hard for Skims to convert men. Yeah, like it's going to be harder for Kim to get Jack to switch from Haynes to Skims than it is to get Julie to switch from Victoria's Secret to Skims. And that's why Skims is using star professional male athletes to sell boxers to men. Kim got Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers to strip down and wear Skims undies. She also got Brazilian soccer star Neymar to strip down for a photo shoot too. To overcome men's laziness, Kim is showing them images of the people they drafted in their fantasy football leagues. So Jack, what the heck? Let's toss on this bodysuit and whip up the takeaway for our buddy Kim over at Skims. The greatest growth hacks are sometimes the simplest growth hacks. Hear us out on this, Yetis. How did Pantene Pro-V double its shampoo sales? Simply by adding the word repeat to the bottle. When they added the word repeat, you started shampooing your head twice so you had to buy twice as much shampoo. Yeah, he's had a Coca-Cola sell more soda. Well, by solving the very problem that their core soda created. This sugary Coca-Cola product started selling diet Coca-Cola product. And now Skim's growth hack is simply selling to the other gender. Lululemon did this already. They went from women's brand to a co-ed brand, and now a third of their sales are to men. So besties, Skim's expansion to men, it's going to be aided by the existing huge fan base of female customers. Who are going to tell their male partners how much they love Skim's. So Skim's next leg of growth, its big growth hack, is simply expanding to the other gender. It's brilliantly simple. For our second story, on Friday, the U.S. government delivered huge news, a $1.7 trillion deficit for 2023. Yeah, huge news in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, it was not good news she said that. Because America needs a dose of unpopular policy right now. Oh, Yetis, you know what time of year it is. What, what is October, Jack? The end of the fiscal calendar. <laughs> it's the holiday no one celebrates. It's the end of the fiscal calendar. <laughs> Old Lang Syne happens at the end of October for the federal government. Are you getting Christmas gifts? No, I'm getting ready for the fiscal holiday. So with fiscal 2023 wrapping up this month, the U.S. government did what we all do when we're paying our bills. The U.S. government compared spending to revenue. It compared its costs to its income. How did the U.S. government do this past year? Well, Jack, I looked in the mirror and, and it's awkward. It's not good. It didn't do well. We spent $1.7 trillion more than we brought in in taxes in the past year. Jack, can we get an arithmetic translation on that thing? We added $1.7 trillion to our already huge debt. Basically, Yetis, America is buying too many double-digit lattes right now. A few too many. After two straight years of shrinking the deficit, we reversed it in the past year, effectively doubling it from the year before. So, Yetis, you want to know exactly how big our debt is right now? It is so big that we spent $700 billion just on interest in the past year. We repeat, we spent $700 billion. That is bigger than Tesla just on interest payments. We could have bought the entire Tesla company if we didn't have to pay interest on our debt. Or we could have bought 175 lifts, Jack. That's correct. Now, Yetis, this $1.7 trillion deficit, it actually reveals an interesting contradiction about America right now. Our economy is strong, but our fiscal situation is not. Because since the year 2000, we've actually gone from a balanced budget to a horribly unbalanced budget. The federal government debt has reached $33 trillion. Yeah, and 80% of those IOUs, they've actually come since the year 2000. But the reason the deficit doubled in the past year 
It's for a couple of random reasons, to be honest. It's actually it's actually because of a couple of funny kind of random reasons. Yeah, part of it's kind of Nick, actually. California residents got a tax extension because of natural disasters there. So like we we haven't gotten California's taxes yet. Yeah, actually we didn't. I didn't pay our taxes. It just got extended to November. This is your fault. This is Nick. Apologies. <laughs> Meanwhile, the stock market hasn't done very well the past year, so there's been fewer capital gains taxes paid. Yeah, the government's not collecting as much capital gains taxes as it typically would from Wall Street. But long term, the problems have been fundamental. Both the spending and revenue arrows for the government have been going in the wrong direction. So Jack and I are heading in the direction of a takeaway. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over in the entire U.S. economy? To reduce our deficit, we have to do the unpopular thing. Now, Yetis, the biggest weakness of the United States, it's our inability to make unpopular but necessary decisions. To make short-term sacrifices for long-term benefits. It's the biggest challenge we have as a democracy. Democrats have driven up deficits with politically popular spending. And Republicans have driven up deficits with politically popular tax cuts. Eddies, we don't need more popular policies. What we need are some unpopular policies. Yeah, we need more revenue for the government. Either by raising tax rates, closing loopholes, or closing tax gaps. And we need less spending from the government, too. Ideally, by cutting wasteful spending, also by cutting maybe some benefits. Now, why are politicians not keen to do these two things? <laughs> because they are not too popular. But we can't worry about popularity when our deficit just doubled to nearly $2 trillion. And that's why we need to make the unpopular policies popular. Canva. Yeah, it is. In sports, as in business, if you look good, you feel good, and you'll play good. That's why we love Canva. It's simply the best online graphic design software we've ever used. Neither one of us are designers, and yet both of us have created beautiful designs for our business using Canva. We designed our merch on Canva. We designed our social posts on Canva. We designed the signs for our T-Boy Live show on Canva. True story. Oh, and Canva isn't just for startups or entrepreneurs either, because 90% of Fortune 500 companies now use Canva. But it definitely is for startups like us, the T-Boy Podcast Media Company. Our creative director literally said... She cannot live without Canva. And we believe her. It'll make your business look good, which will make you feel good, and you'll perform better. So Yeti, start designing today at canva.com. Canva, designed for work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yeti, how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottled it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yeti, bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. For our third and final story, the NBA season tips off tonight, but ticket sales are already soaring, especially 
from abroad. We found three reasons why the rest of the world loves the NBA. Three reasons why the rest of the world loves the NBA more than America does. But first, Yetis, experimentation is in the air, especially when it comes to pro sports. Look around you, you smell that? It is experimentation across the sports spectrum right now. Just like Major League Baseball did this past season, the NBA has ditched traditions to make the game more entertaining. Get this, the National Basketball League is doing an in-season tournament in the middle of the season. The NBA Finals doesn't happen until June, but there's this random mid-season tournament. It's kind of like what they do in European soccer. Yeah, it's kind of like what they did in Inception with Christopher Nolan, Jack. <laughs> and for the second year in a row, there's a random Rivals Week inserted into January. Yetis, the NBA is dunking on tradition like a young Vince Carter. But they're raising up the entertainment quality like John Stockton shorts. Yetis, the NBA. It is trying to bring mid-season excitement to a sport with a historically meaningless regular season. And that led to this surprise. We just got early data, and it shows that the NBA's self-disruption is working already. Yetis, this is what we found fascinating about the story. Last week, StubHub, the ticket platform, published their NBA preview. And what did they tell us, Jack? That ticket sales for NBA games are up 60% at this point of the year compared to last year. Yetis, there has been a 60% pop in ticket sales from Madison Square Garden in Manhattan to the Smoothie King Center down in New Orleans. Holy Dikembe Mutombo, Nick. So Jack and I jumped in T-Boy style and we noticed some interesting micro trends. Like that, the LA Lakers have moved back to the number one spot for ticket sales, dethroning the New York Knicks. And the Denver Nuggets have tripled ticket sales coming off of Nikola Jokic's finals MVP. But we also noticed some macro trends. For example, international interest in the NBA just hit an all-time high. Fans from 92 countries have already bought tickets on StubHub for NBA games. That's up 24 countries from just last year. Like Nick said at the top of the show, it's not Portland, it's Poland fans. <laughs> it's not Milwaukee, it's Milan <laughs> fans. You want to go sit in your seat? You're going to have to learn another language. <laughs> bitte, bitte, ach ja. Oh, yeah. So, Jack, what was that? That was Polish for what's the takeaway for our buddies in the NBA. Is there any language you can't pronounce? Google Translate for the assist. <laughs> Yet is the NBA is number three in Americans' hearts. It's number one for the rest of the world. So, Yetis, basketball, it actually trails football and baseball in popularity in America. But basketball has the most international fans. StubHub's key finding was a 120% jump in sales outside of the United States and Canada for NBA games. Yeah, the number of tickets sold outside the NBA's home market more than doubled from last year. Why is international interest in the NBA surging? We found three reasons. First, unlike football and baseball, basketball is a global sport. Basketball has been played at every Olympic Games since 1936. Second reason for the NBA surge, foreigners are dominating the league right now. The last five MVP winners in the NBA, none of them were American. And the final reason, NBA players don't wear helmets and they don't wear hats. That's a huge deal. You can see basketball players' faces. You can't see football or baseball players' faces. Or hockey in the age of social media. That is some powerful marketing. That's why the biggest driver of NBA ticket sales is from outside the United States. The NBA is number three in Americans' hearts, but it's number one for the rest of the world.
Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for T-Boy Tuesday? Kim Kardashian Skims announced yesterday it's expanding to menswear. Sometimes the best growth hacks are the simplest, like selling to the other gender. For our second story, the U.S. government deficit was $1.7 trillion in 2023, nearly double up from the year before. Look, to reduce the debt, we need to make unpopular policies popular. And our third and final story is the NBA. It tips off tonight with more foreign fans than ever before. The NBA, it's number three in Americans' hearts, but number one for the rest of the world. For the rest der Welt. Per tutto il mondo. But yet is this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, according to the Wall Street Journal, there has never been a worse time to buy a house. Apparently, it is 52% more expensive to buy compared to rent right now. 8% mortgage rates and sky-high home prices. Renting has never looked better. And second, Chevron agreed to buy rival oil driller Hess for $53 billion. Jack, that is the second huge oil deal we've covered this month. But will Hess continue making those green and white toy trucks that they sell over the holidays? It's the question on every analyst's mind. And finally, remember we told you Crocs was making Croc cowboy boots? We did. The Croc in stock and craziness. It was looking great. Well, they're available to buy today. The Crocs cowboy boot it is on sale now, and Jack and I are checking, and Jack, they are sold out of size 10, 11, and 12. It's tough out there. Good thing I'm a size nine and a half. <laughs> Yep. Yetis, you know my foot size now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't change his deodorant. He's got small feet. No big deal. <laughs> the best part, I rub the deodorant on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not disturbing. It's charming. I love it. So now time for the best fact yet. This one sent in by Nilesh Patel over in Chantilly, Virginia. All right, trivia question. What's the most expensive thing humans have ever built. The most expensive thing we as humans have ever created. What is it? My first instinct, like a building, like a skyscraper. I was thinking the pyramids like adjusted for inflation, but I feel like we lost those texts, Jack. Or what about like the Mall of America? That must have been pretty darn expensive to build. I think we're still paying for that one, apparently. <laughs> or like Bezos's yacht. Well, it's none of those things. Apparently, the most expensive thing humans have ever made is the International Space Station at $100 billion. Launched in 1998, the ISS is a collaboration between five international space agencies. America's NASA, Russia, Japan, Europe, and Canada, they all built the $100 billion International Space Station. And it's been continuously occupied, orbiting the Earth with a full-time crew since the year 2000. Little do they know, they are on board the most expensive piece of real estate ever built. The most expensive thing ever built. They should have used promo code T-Boy. <laughs> For 15% off your first space station. Yetis, you look fantastic over there. Jack, you were glowing in your Halloween outfit on Instagram right now. In my deodorant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yetis, to give you a hint about what we're wearing for Halloween, let's just say that the costumes are enough. Check us out at T-BoyPod on Instagram and let us know your business-themed Halloween costume for this year. If you've got a costume and it's involving business, we want to hear. Nick and I, we'll see you there and then we'll see you tomorrow. Can't wait. And before we go, congratulations to Yeti Marissa Johnson, who just graduated from flight training and will be flying for the Ospreys in the U.S. Marine Corps. 
thanks for having our backs, Marissa. And congratulations to Brandon and Deanna, who just got engaged over the weekend at Flume Gorge in New Hampshire. Have you ever been over there? I haven't, but I'm adding it to my list. Sounds lovely. And Manny Elser Jr. just got a new job at Reebok, thanks to Shaq. Shaq influenced this influencer. And Atlas and Diana and Percy are buying a house together down in lovely Orlando. Happy birthday to Mackie Jimenez in Venice, Florida. And a happy first birthday as a mom to Priyanka Dingra, who's doing a great job over in Houston, Texas. Priyanka, you are the best one yet. This is Jack. Nick and I both own stock of Lululemon. Yep. Yetis, you know my foot size now. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't change his deodorant. He's got small feet. No big deal. <laughs> the best part, I rubbed the deodorant on my feet. <laughs> if you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, Tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. Nick and Jack here. I want to quickly tell you about the show Business Wars. With the launch of ChatGPT, Sam Altman and OpenAI reinvigorated our imaginations and fears of a world with artificial intelligence. While the company looked like a stunning success from the outside, a battle was brewing within. Almost a year after launching ChatGPT, that battle erupted into a war when the company fired its charismatic CEO, Sam From Wondery, Business Wars is a podcast about the biggest corporate rivalries of all time. And in the newest season, host David Brown digs into the philosophical differences within OpenAI that culminated in Sam Altman's shocking firing and what it means for the future and safety of AI in the modern world. Follow Business Wars on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And for more deep dive and daily business content, listen on Wondery the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, The Best One Yet, Business Movers, and many more. Wondery means business.